Lord, I, I just want to lift this up to you, Father. Um, we are so grateful. And I pray, God, that you would continue to uh, work in us and fill us with that, the reality of what it is we have in you. And that we would be always grateful and full of joy, no matter what comes down the line, Lord. If we are fixing our eyes on you, then we can, we have joy if we have fellowship with you. And uh, so, Father, I just pray your blessing on this, this time. I pray your blessing on this body. I pray that we can all just magnify you in everything. We can reflect you, that we can be your image and uh, individually and as a whole. And that throughout your whole body, Lord, that uh, your body would, would be rising up and would be, would be being that city set on a hill that people could see that's where reality is. And that's what I need. That's where freedom is. That's where, where order is. And that's where peace is and hope and joy and all those things we have in you. So I pray, God, that you would do these things and help us to, be, uh, um, to just be open here from you and be willing to, to take whatever steps are necessary to grow in, uh, in a way that pleases you, Lord. So have your way here today in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So I was set up to preach um, what was it? Super Bowl Sunday, and Steve was away, and we had a storm, and it kind of was a bummer because I live a half hour away, so I don't know what's going on here, so I only go by the weather and based on what the weather is telling me, and it looked like it was going to be like three to six inches of snow, and I'm like, oh, yes, it's terrible timing and all this, so I was really bummed that we missed the opportunity to, to get together and have fellowship, but um, uh, so I had a lot of time, you know, to really kind of hone this, and, and, it, and Steve knows, like, it kind of doesn't matter how much time you have because you get down to the last minute and you're just like, like yesterday. I mean, I spent a lot of time just seeking the Lord and walking through this and just talking to him while I'm going through this and trying to, to uh, you know, be as faithful to the word as possible. And yesterday at like four o'clock, I'm like, I have nothing. Like, <laughs> I have nothing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do for tomorrow? You know, and uh, <laughs> it was terrible. But, but it's the reality of it. And, you know, our desire, and it is, uh, and I know this is Pastor Steve's and um, everybody who's in leadership here, our desire is just to, to be able to give a little bit every week so that we, that we can practically get a hold of to help us become better, better than we are today. You know, one step, if we can just get that, if we can give that, if we can offer that from here and just encourage, and, and this is for all of us, you know, that we can, we can grow together and learn how to just be a little bit better than we are today, tomorrow. You know, so be more of the image of Christ, be more of a reflection of Him. And that's our, our heart here. You know, and uh, so um, that's what we're always trying to encourage. And there's a few points before I get into the, 
the, the passages of Scripture that I want to go through um, that I just want to encourage. This is an encouragement for me and encourage the body with um, that, you know, we had done, excuse me one sec, we had done, uh, had done a message on being the, the reflection, the image of Christ. And we are to be living billboards, right? We're to be living billboards, not just of, of the message of Jesus, but of the victory we have in Jesus, of his real life work in us. You know, and what is that victory? What is that victory? It's our faith. Our faith is the victory. We, we know who the author and the perfecter of our faith is. We know where to go for the answers. You know, and I, I mentioned that last time when I was uh, giving my testimony. You know, we, we have that, the answer to, um, that brings peace. We have the answer that brings true joy. We have that. And we should be living billboards of that. Um, the other thing, too, which is just a, something to really get a hold of when you really consider how, how cool and how awesome everything is, that Jesus, he gives us everything for life and godliness. That's where it's at. He gives us everything so that we can be a, the best that we can possibly be. You know, to be, be, as, um, be as good as we can. But it's not just for us. And this kind of starts to walk into the passage that I get into. But it's ju not just for us. You know, we, I think we can get caught up in thinking, all these things are for me so that I can be, you know, I can stand faithful and I can, I can stand before God and, and at the bema seat of Christ, you know, I, I can be as, as, uh, as righteous and holy as possible. But there's way more to it than that. We have a purpose to... Be this way for the people next to us. To be this way, to walk in the victory we have, to receive the th the, all these things that um, are for life and godliness, not just for us, but that so that we can impact everyone around us. You know, think if we're, as a church, right, and we, as the individual, we do our best to be as good as we can be, and we're a member of the body, you know, how good is the body going to look? You know, how healthy is the body going to be? You know, so it's not all just about us being the individual standing before God. It is about that, but there's more to it. You know what I mean? So there, there's a bigger picture here. Then I, and I, I've, I've been wanting to, how, how do I talk about purpose? How do I talk about meaning? And I think that that's something that we have to get a hold of. There's a purpose bigger than us. And it's the person next to us. It's the people around us. There's a purpose. You know, God, God doesn't, He's not single-faceted when He does anything. There are so many facets to it. And it's so cool. You know, so there's, there's a purpose there. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we're going to get into that a bit. Um, but knowing that um, He has the answer for every situation. You know, and be encouraged with that. You know, and uh, so... So two weeks ago, when it was uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I was like, oh, this is going to be pretty cool. I wasn't going to do anything on the Super Bowl, although we did have a cool party. We didn't come out. It was a good time. We had a good time. Um, so we could have the party, but we didn't have church. How's that look, you know? Um, there, we didn't get to snow. So. But, uh, 
um, I, I, I was thinking, okay, so I think it was Wednesday after that, it was Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I have an opportunity to talk about a holiday. You know, like I haven't done that yet. I haven't talked on a Easter or Christmas or anything like that. So I start with the easy ones, you know, Valentine's Day. So I'm like, cool. Well, you know, so I started to, to read the scripture and go through and, uh, and I went to the apostle of love. You know, I went to John. You know, and John is, you know, um, when he talks about himself in the gospel, he says that he's the, uh, he's the disciple that Jesus loves. You know, and so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of intimacy, a lot of um, real relationship there when he talks. And so I, I started to read through uh, 1 John and second, uh, first John and uh, 1 and then 1 John 2 and, and going through it. And, and I just spent a lot of time going over this passage. And my goal was to get to love. I didn't really get there perfectly because there's a lot already there. But it all, it all kind of fits together with that. Like all of it fits together. And what it really showed me was this huge correlation between, between truth and relationship. And if you know the passage in John, and we'll put it up, we have uh, 1 John 1, and I'll, I'll read it, just 1 through, one through 10. Uh, you'll see that, that I think John is talking about like real, what real fellowship is, how we have real fellowship, how we have real joy, and like some nitty gritty practical stuff that we can get a hold of. And that's my hope, that we can get a hold of some stuff that we could take home and actually apply in our daily lives. And so I'll just read this here. First John 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father, excuse me, and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His Word is not in us. And as I was reading through this passage, I had always looked at this passage kind of as just John reiterating the same point over and over again. You know, and it had to do with salvation. It had to do with um, being, you know, being at that state of, you know, um, like this is this is this is what it means to be saved kind of thing but i i think that as i started to look into it i think that there's a lot more to it than that 
And he's talking more about our own sanctification and what, what it means to walk in the light. You know, he, he, I, I think it, it, it speaks more to that, what our life is like and what it should be as Christians. So well, let's go right from the beginning. In verse 1 and 2, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. Now, as we read that, like, think about where John was. You know, think about what his experience was. He spent time with Jesus. He sat down and ate with him. He was testifying to the fact that this is this is reality. He was here. We handled him. We saw him. We didn't hang out with him only when he was. Um, before he died, we hung out with him after, you know, like when he's resurrected, like, like we can testify to these things and these things are important. So that's Jesus. And then he says in verse three, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you. And he says an interesting thing so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. Let's touch on that first, you know, so he's, He's talking to them and saying, listen, I know him. I spend time with him. And I'm telling you these things so that you too can have the fellowship that we have. You know, and it's not just a, a, a fellowship um, with John and the other apostles. But he, say, he says right there, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So it's like, it's like if you have fellowship with us, well, we have fellowship with them. So... We're all in fellowship here. That's so good. It's so good. And then he says, and we are writing these th things so that our joy may be complete. And I know that I've read that in the past and I'm like, oh, our joy, like, you know, John's joy kind of thing. But he's saying our joy. Our joy. So not only my joy, your joy, his joy. Our joy is complete. You know, and... So there's real joy in that fellowship. There's real joy if we can get a hold of what this message is that John is proclaiming to them. And this is where it gets really, really cool. It's all cool. I don't want to like take anything away from any other scripture, you know. But but it's it's uh, it's really there's a lot a lot of I think benefit to really trying to understand this. In verse 5 it says, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. And I think we can, again, like I can look at that and I've you know, just kind of gla uh, glossed over it and just read through that without really spending time to think, what does that really mean? You know, because this is the message that He's proclaiming that's going to give fellowship and joy. This is the message. So what is it? It's that God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. And so I started to break down. What, what is light? How, how, do, how would I understand that? And I got to a place where I'm like, light is truth. Light is really truth. There's nothing hidden in truth. There's nothing beyond truth. And, G and when God sent Jesus... The Word of God. He was the, the way, the truth, and the life. 
He is truth. He's the exact representation in Hebrews 1.3. He says he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So if we start to think of it that way, I think that helps us kind of take the abstract out of it. You know, a bit. You know, well, God is light. Well, all right. You know, that could mean whatever. But if we say God is truth, it makes things a little bit different. And so as I was starting to, to go through this, you know, and think about what light does. Light exposes the reality of what's going on. And then, then when I started to think about what truth does, and that you can't have love without truth, you can't be humble without truth, you can't do anything without truth that is any value, you know, that brings any kind of order or fellowship, you know, or peace or joy. Like you can't do it without truth. And so it brings us, it brings me to a place where you start to really want to examine yourself. You know, I want to examine myself. And the scripture says, examine yourselves and see if we're in the faith. And because John, I'll read, I'll read this next uh, portion because this really, really says it here. In verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now again, I've always read that as kind of like a salvation kind of point of view. But I don't think it is. I think it's he's talking to Christians and saying, listen, if you want fellowship with him, if you want fellowship with one another, you need to walk in the light. You need to get rid of all that stuff that we like to hide from the truth, that we like to just kind of, well, justify. You know, be like, well, you know, uh, I have a, I'm an angry person, whatever. It's like, well, okay. Well, stop, stop ignoring that. Deal with that. Or how do I talk to my wife? Do I talk down to her? Am I respectful? Do I, am I walking in a way that is, is pleasing to God in love? Or am I just taking that stuff and kind of, well, I don't want to bring that to, I don't want to bring that to bear because then, you know, then I have to deal with it. But if we want fellowship with him, if we say we're walking in the light, but we're not willing to expose ourselves completely to his glory, to his light, to his truth, and weigh ourselves against who he is, the ideal, he is our ideal, he is perfection. If we are not willing to weigh ourselves against that, and we're willing to justify all this stuff, then we lie and we're not. We're not walking in truth. We're not practicing truth. And so it's like a, it's like a kind of a, a really tough call, you know, really hard thing to put on us, you know, because if you truly want to live an honest life and be as honest as possible, it's very difficult because you have to look at how bad you really are. And you have to be willing to bring every bit of that badness to the throne of God 
be willing to allow God's light to shine on it. And if you're willing to do that, then you're going to have fellowship with one another, fellowship with Him, and this is, this is so cool. The blood of Jesus is going to start to cleanse those things from your life. But we have to take that step. We have to walk in humility and be willing to be honest with ourselves. Who are we? What am I doing? What am I saying? How am I treating the people I love or am supposed to love? You know, how am I acting around other people? Like, it's these little things. You know, a lot of us have been in this for a long time. You know, we got the big things down pretty much. You know, the stuff that's obvious. But how, much of, how many of us, and this includes me, have all these little things that I like to just kind of, well, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for my wife, I'd be a good husband. You know, if it wasn't for my kids, I'd be a good parent. You know, it's like, and that's kind of joking, but, but there's a reality to that. You know, if we, if we want true fellowship and we want to see consistent growth, then it's just being honest with God. Just be real with Him and spend time with Him. Just get down. When you see something in you, like be like, oh Lord, I just don't want that and I just bring it to you. You know, It's like just being honest. Don't ignore it. So if we go on, if it, it says if we say we have fellowship with Him but walk in darkness, we lie and don't practice the truth. Okay, so we went through that. Um, but as Christians, we need to expose ourselves to these things. You know, this is like us presenting ourselves as living sacrifices, right? You know, our goal as a sacrifice, right? When they were presenting sacrifices on the altar, they were to be blameless. They, or not blameless. They were to be um, without spot, right? They were to be without blemish. You know, it's not this uh, continual, I put myself on the altar and take it off. But it's, no, he's calling us to be as 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 without blemish as we possibly can be. Now, we can't do this ourselves. We can't clean ourselves up. All that we're called to be is honest. If we start with honesty, right? That's where it all begins anyway, right? When we came to Christ, what was the first thing we did? Lord, you're right. You're true. You're real. Forgive me because I, I am bad. I need your help. It started with that. Our lives have to be that. They have to be that. We can't, we can't allow these little things to taint our, our light, to block our light. We want to walk in the light and be willing to deal with all of the little details so that we can be not only effective for us, but how is that going to work for other people? If we're honest, and I'm telling you, there's... I went through this and I put in some rules for honesty, right? Among a people. You know, let your speech be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Let, you know, uh, speak the truth in love. You know, so there's some rules there. But when you really consider it, how can you truly love without honesty? How could you? You can't. And if you're truly honest, if you're truthful, then... Um, like humility is there. Like you have to be humble to be 
um, to love and to be truthful. And it's like all these things fit together. And so, so the more honest we are with who we are before the Lord, the more we're willing to open ourselves up to allow him to weed out and to prune and burn off all the useless things. Now, that's painful. The more, the more real we get, the more painful it is. But that's what we got to do. If we want to see the Lord do great work in our lives, if we want to see the Lord do, use his church for what it, what it could be, it has to start with us individually being willing to allow God to, to do that work. You know, so and then the uh, other verse in Philippians, Philippians 2, 12 through 13 says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. So you've always obeyed in my presence, obey in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You know, so it's like if we're willing to obey and work out our own salvation and expose ourselves, it's God who works in us. It's God who works in that to change who we are. You know, it's like, um, it's like not striving. You know, like Christianity is not necessarily striving and, and beating ourselves to death, you know, and being on ourselves every minute and going, Oh, I'm so condemned. Oh, I'm so this, I'm so that. It's really just saying, God, I just want, this is who I am. Change me. You know, there's a reality to that. You know, it's, and that's, that's really where it's at. And what's interesting too, think about everything we are is seen by God anyway. There's nowhere we can go. Psalm 139 says, where shall, we, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I, make my, uh, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. So, and this goes right to verse 8 in 1 John. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So, if we ignore the things that need to change in us, we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. The truth isn't in us. But if we are willing to confess, and that's another Great point. So, what is confession? Right? Do we have to confess? Well, I didn't confess that sin, so therefore I'm not going to be forgiven? Or is confession just us acknowledging before God, yes, you're right, I'm wrong? You know, when he says, confess your sins, I love it. I love it. Where did it go? Um, yes. If we confess our sins in verse 9, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us again, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, it's so cool because it's His cleansing if we're willing to be honest. If we're willing to confess 
those things and not hide those things. It's such a call to, to a level beyond just uh, just the basic stuff. We're called to more than that as Christians. We're called to be, have every part of our life in line with Him. We're called to love God with our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. Everything. Everything. And if we're going to be truly honest, we're going to start looking into those things and, and dig into that. And that's, that's hard to do. But I would encourage you, it's so worth it. Because then we can have true fellowship with Him. We can have true peace. We can have true joy. Light dispels chaos. If we go into this world and we're walking in the victory and, and shining God's light, you know, like we're going to dispel that darkness. You know, I was thinking when we were praying in the first service, which was awesome. You know, we, we go into a room. We talked about this on Wednesday too. We go into a room, we turn the light on. Well, the light overtakes darkness. You know, and if we're walking in the light, man, darkness has nowhere to go. It has to leave. It's done. It has nothing. It can't come against us. There, it has no victory over the truth. The lie has no victory over the truth. And if we'll be honest and live in that walking in fellowship with Him and daily just just being, just being real with Him. All right, Lord, just show me an area where I need to, to work things out. Or how about this? And I would challenge people with this. This is a great, this is a great way to find out how like little things that you might need to change. Ask your spouse. It might hurt. But really, ask your spouse, what do you see in me? Ask your kids, what do you see in me? Ask people who you love, what do you see in me that that might need to change and accept it and bring it to the Lord and humbly go to him and ask him, Lord, cleanse me from this stuff and just do it again and do it again and do it again. Our relationship with him should be daily anyway. It's not, it's not that difficult, you know, to, to just be with him daily and just, Lord, I just want to be, I want to be it. I want to be all you want me to be. And, uh, and so it's such a, such a um, such a life-changing thing, you know. And it doesn't just change our life, but it'll change the lives around us. You know, if our lives are in order, if we're walking truthfully, <laughs> the Lord really does change people around us. It's just an amazing thing. And if you want your relationship to be good with the Lord, and I'm reiterating again, but we need to be walking in the light. If we want our relationship with our spouse to be good, we need to be walking in the light. We need to be willing to, to dig deep and get those things changed by God and be cleansed. You know? And uh, when you consider like what God has done, right? So when He... And this gets to, to love. So you see where my message didn't go to love right away. So that was not a good, this would not be considered a good Valentine's Day message. Um, but, but.
But it, but it all goes back to that. Because God doesn't, when he, when he sent His Son to come into this world to die for us, to take our sins away, He gave us His Holy Spirit so that not only could we um, be pleasing to Him, because we please Him, right? That's part of what we're, we're made for, to, to please Him. But so that we could be better. So that we could have the benefits of that. Like, he, he, he rejoices in the fact that we benefit from these things. We should, if we love those around us, we should rejoice in the fact that if I am walking in the light, it's going to benefit other people. That's love. That's what love is. You know, what is, it's hard to give a definition of love, you know, and you got the three different definitions, and one was kind of created in the New, New Testament world, that agape love. And uh, when you look at the definition for that, you know, and we can, I think we can, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of read as selfless. And, and that's really what it is. It's selfless love. You know, so it's always looking at others before us. But the word that's really, um, the definition for that is really to, to prefer. It means to prefer. Which means to prefer someone over myself. You know, and, and to, to care about them over myself. You know, when Jesus gives us that charge, you know, um, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then, then Jesus says to his disciples, I give you a new commandment. And uh, I say to you, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus gave his life for others. You know, and that kind of really is what we're called to be. You know, and it's not like, jumping in front of a truck. I mean, if you have to, I guess. But, uh, but, it, but it's, it's, really, it's really being willing to do the hard work, whatever it takes, so that I can make someone around me better. Like, if we're not willing to put that inner work in, are we really loving the people around us? Are we really doing the things that make their lives just a little bit better? You know, to help them be better today than they were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than they are today. Like, this is on us to be willing to dig deep. So, um, so yeah, cool. Worship team's coming up. I hope, hopefully, that, hopefully that makes some sense and it's something we can get a hold of that we can use. You know, because um, I know when I was going through this and Again, like I mentioned, like it's, you never know, like <laughs> after, after days of it, you know, at the end you're going, oh, I have nothing. But, but I spent a lot of time just, just seeking the Lord about this. And I spent a lot of time with him pointing out little things in me. And the, the testimony of what God can do in the lives of people who are willing to do the hard work of just presenting ourselves before God, open, completely open and willing to look at the hard places and let God's light shine on them. The testimony is just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. You know? So if you love the people around you, do the hard work. Do the hard work of what it takes to, because if you are walking in the light, 
then you'll have fellowship. And then it's just going to keep going and going and going. So, that make sense? If it doesn't, you're going to tell me yes anyway, aren't you? <laughs> Darn Christians. But, uh, but anyway, all right, cool. So let's, I guess worship team is on its way up. So but let's, let's pray, huh? Uh, Almighty God, I just, uh, I just thank you so much for your, your grace and your mercy and your kindness. And, I mean, we can't thank you enough. And I pray, God, that you would, you would work in us to be, um, to be as real as possible, to be as truthful, humble, uh, honest, loving as possible, Lord. Help us do the hard work in ourselves so that you can um, help us look at ourselves so that you can do the work. Help us confess those things so that you can do the work, Lord, in us, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, Lord God, I praise you and thank you. And uh, I slip this up to you in the name of Jesus. And I have one challenge, two challenges um, for everybody here. I would say, and this maybe maybe you're not getting, maybe it's a little esoteric at this point, but I would encourage everyone to take this, we'll say month. Month is a good time. Take this month and do your very best to be as honest in every way, in your mind, in your attitudes, in your actions, in everything. To, to question every little thing you're doing to see if it lines up with the truth. Take that challenge this month and do that. And then I would encourage you to take the challenge of asking somebody around you who is close to you, who can give you little, little, it's going to tell you the truth about what your little issues are and do that. You guys on board with that or what? You don't have to say anything. As the Lord, as the Lord leads, the Lord's going to work. So, so praise God. Thanks.